0: Staley, formerly known as Aaron Prince Staley, and this is the podcast preview where I tell you about a podcast that you are going to love. You may have noticed that I haven't put out an episode in a long time. Um, I've stopped doing the show. Doesn't mean I won't pick it up again, and I wish I'd made a better announcement when I did stop, but uh, I'm here to let you know now that um, this is the last episode you're going to hear for a while. The show aired on the radio uh, back in probably June. So uh, some of the references are, are obviously out of date. I have been doing another podcast, if you are interested in listening, here on the Benview Network called Faux Boys, a Doughboys fan podcast where I talk about the Doughboys podcast. Um, so uh, you should feel free to go step over there if you miss me. But for now, uh, let's jump into this episode with Kevin T. Porter, host of the Gilmore Guys podcast, um, which he hosts along with his co-host Demi Adigeibe, where they go deep on the Gilmore Girls television show. Here you go. Today's guest is one of the Gilmore guys himself, the very funny Kevin T. Porter. Hi, Kevin.
1: Hello. I'm so uh, thrilled that you pronounced Demi's name correctly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that a big issue with you guys?
1: Uh, it's not a huge issue, but it is an issue for all people everywhere, I would assume.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this you did true. your homework clearly. <laughs>
0: I did. Well, I've you know, I've uh, I've I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear that I found out about your show from Demi's uh, uh, Vine page where he has an exorbitant uh, following.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Do do you get a lot of people who come sort of from the Vine universe and then are sort of surprised to find a, a different tone with you guys?
1: Yeah, it's funny because Vine is six seconds long at most. And the longest we've ever gone on our podcast is three hours and 45 minutes. So (laughs) it is quite a leap. I mean, yeah, I mean, what's cool about uh, the show and one of my favorite things and like talking to people about the show is I just love asking people the simple question. Okay, how did you find us? Because some people it's through like, oh, I was a fan of one of your guests and so I saw that he was on, so I checked it out. Blah blah blah. Uh, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, one of the cast members of the you know of Gilmore Girls retweeted something you did, or and then sometimes it's like, yeah, like Demi stuff because he has such a huge. Uh, following on on Twitter and on Vine. Sometimes people find us that way, too.
0: Yeah, I've had kind of a... As far as my awareness of your podcast, I sort of scrolled past Demi's Vine, announcing it uh, whenever he posted that. That was during, like, the two months that I was really keeping up on Vine. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Gilmore, guys, uh, isn't the show called Gilmore Girls? And sort of kept kept rolling. Yeah. Um, and then I, I tuned into you guys, maybe, you were maybe in the second season, um, and recording, you know, hour, hour, 15 minute, very reasonable length episodes of the show. And then I picked it up again a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, you guys have blown up into that big three hour, two 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 and a half plus uh, 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 length. Have you found that the way you record the show, like, have you found that you're in a different groove now where you really will go for two and a half hours versus how it was when you first started out?
1: Yeah, I think it's super easy now because, well, when we started, <laughs> we actually had never done a podcast before, of course. And so really the first like season of the show where we cover season one of Gilmore Girls was like figuring out how to do a podcast on the air. It really was. (laughs) And, and, you know, I mean, we tried to make it as good as we possibly could, and I'm still really proud of a lot of what we did. But a lot of it is just like, uh, what are we doing? Should we do this? Should we do that? And figuring it out. And because the conceit of the show is that I'm a longtime fan of Gilmore Girls, and Demi is watching it for the first time back then there just wasn't as much for him to draw upon. So on episode two, oh, yeah. as far as like discussion and whatnot goes, he had two episodes to draw on. On episode three, he had three, you know. So as it <laughs> accumulated and as we got further and further into the show, Demi just ended up having more to say because, of course, there was more to talk about with more time spent with the show. So now it is not difficult at all to go – like two hours is very easy to do it's actually pretty (laughs) relaxing to do and that's actually i mean one of the things i love about podcasting is like today we put out an episode that was 59 minutes long and the one we put out monday was three hours and 45 minutes so it can be whatever it needs to be at the given time It, it doesn't have to fit into particular constraints or a box which is part of the great freedom of the medium
0: Yeah, that's something I figured out sort of, this show here, we're about four months in. And I I found at first I was really kind of specific on the line, on the, you know, the time. And because we're on the radio, the radio version has a specific exact time that it has to to end at. But when I I finally got to, um, you know, some of the later interviews... And I got into a groove and I was having good conversations with people and, you know, or I've had friends on who are, are particularly interested in whatever the topic of the podcast is. A couple of weeks ago, I did one on the Adventure Zone uh, podcast, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And I had a friend on who is a huge Dungeons and Dragons guy. And so we talked forever about Dungeons and Dragons because there's, pl- you know, there's plenty to talk about. And... I found that I felt so bad throwing so much away to cut it down to the radio time that now the podcast version has the the variable length. Like you're saying, I've released episodes that are 25 minutes long and episodes that are like almost an hour long because um, I can. <laughs> yeah, is, it's like if which if, is nice.
1: If people are still enjoying it and your audience is like digging whatever the length is, there's really no reason not to. I mean, I know some people, even some people who do like episodic recaps of, of TV shows. Like, kind of limit uh-huh. themselves and like, okay, we're not going to go more than an hour. We're not going to go more than, than such and such. And, and, uh, and I think that works for them, but for us, it's just like, you might as well. I mean, because to me, a big part of the appeal is the illusion that you're hanging out with the people that you're listening to. And that totally. podcasting is such a parasocial relationship that you know sometimes i talk with my friends for 20 minutes and sometimes it's three hours so so with that i think people like the idea of a variable length and spending you know as much time as possible with their favorite shows as they can
0: were you a big podcast listener when you started gilmore girls gilmore guys rather
1: yeah, yeah. No, I did not start Gilmore Girls, the TV show, 15 years ago. I wish I did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was I was pretty into podcasts. I mean, it's what made me uh, want to do it. I had, I had the pretty typical Gateway podcast, as everyone else probably did. Like, I liked, um, you know, WTF was probably my first foray. Well, my very first foray, actually, that I'm thinking about it, was about 10 years ago. Uh, there was a podcast... Which is kind of, a, I guess, it's kind of like what you're doing, where it's it's a radio show that's also made available as a podcast. But I don't know if it's like uh-huh. a, a podcast proper. But it was a it was a radio show slash podcast called Film Spotting. Out of WBEZ Chicago, I want to say sure. I might be getting that wrong in conflating it with This American <laughs> Life. Sorry, all podcasts look the same to me.
0: But yeah, I, I remember <laughs> I remember
1: listening to that uh, when I was a kid, like biking around Texas, and and that was my only exposure to podcasts at the time because really they weren't like a. As you know, they weren't like a big medium 10 years ago. Yeah. But yeah, then my first foray was like the WTF podcast. And then from there, I kind of dipped my toes into Comedy Bang Bang. And then from there, sure. the other stuff on the Earwolf, like how did this get made and who charted and all that stuff. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, but yeah, totally. I, I was a big podcast fan. And I had wanted to start a podcast for a while before Gilmore, guys. I just couldn't. I couldn't think of a good angle or or a podcast that hadn't been done before by more talented people or a podcast that didn't exist. <laughs> so it it took a while. I mean, I I even recorded podcasts I never put out cuz I was like, eh, who cares? This sucks. And so I just never <laughs> I just never put it out. Uh so with Gilmore guys, you know, in and, and I don't know what you did for your show, but a lot of podcasts like they record a few test episodes Kind of like mm-hmm. what they do for late night TV shows or, or even just regular TV shows. Like you record a few test episodes, figure out what works, what doesn't in the kind of chemistry segments, whatever. And then you put out like your fourth or something. But with Gilmore Guys, we put out our very first one we ever recorded, which may or may not have been a mistake. I don't know. But, <laughs> but that's what happened. And that's what it is. And we're here now.
0: Well, I was reaching out to some of my uh, listeners and and asking, you know, uh uh if they had any questions f- for you and w- one person uh Lucy Cohen actually said why did why did they put a a uh what's the word i'm looking for why did they put a disclaimer uh, message a, a disclaimer at the beginning of the show it was great all along so i uh, you might be pleased to know people enjoy it from the start yeah um. i mean
1: <laughs> i mean i think it's just totally a self criticism thing and if you kind of veil yourself in that and like uh this kind of sucks and then people I think maybe Lucy wouldn't have thought it was as good if (laughs) if we didn't put that I mean you know we'll never know we'll truly never know (laughs) but it was one of those things where we just kept getting so much feedback and so many reviews on iTunes that were like these guys you know they just go off topic for so long and they don't seem to (laughs) know what they're doing and blah 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 and I'm almost like yeah that's kind of true in like the first season so it got to the point where I It kind of bummed me out, the drop-off in terms of listenership and and numbers between episode one and episode two of our show. So I was like, Uh I'll just put out a disclaimer, you know, just cover the bases. And it's like, does it need it? Does it not need it? I don't know. But at least that way, we're covering our bases for, you know... For, you know, whether the show is good or not. And and on, to be sure, there's things I'm proud of in season one. But, but a lot of it, like I said, it's us figuring out how to do a show like it is with everyone else. And of course, I mean, yeah. with uh, with anything, with any TV show, I would say, like, you know, the pilot episode is so rarely representative of what the show becomes like the pilot episode (laughs) for 30 rock is not funny. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's, it's okay. It's fine. And, and I kind of feel, you know, I feel similarly about our show. It's like, it's a, it's a typical pilot episode. Like it's pretty much what it is, but not quite all the way there.
0: Yeah. I, even this show, which has a pretty basic concept is I talk about podcasts, um, the the twist on the concept is I talk about one podcast per episode. There's not much to move around with there, but even so, I feel like it's definitely evolved in the way I think about it from the first episode to now, and I'm still very near the beginning of of it. So I I'm interested in I'm interested in that evolution between the beginning of things and where they go, and it's also interesting too listening to the podcasts that I listened to, like you're saying, you know, ten years ago or or such that were doing what they were doing when podcasting was that new and what they're doing now and how they kind of fit in the ecosystem of things now. You know, when I one of my first podcasts was Smodcast with Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier and it was it was really good and really interesting. And now I go back and listen to it and it's still good and interesting and they're better than they were then, but it seems less original because the there's so many other shows out there. So it's and they've found ways to make their show specific and different in their own ways. So it's 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 still cool and interesting, but uh, it's cool watching everything change as podcasts change also.
1: Yeah, it's a totally different world now from what it was 10 years ago. Now that people are actually like making an income off of it, like Marin or whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Did you find were you surprised when your uh, show started going? Blowing up.
1: Oh totally. Or were you like,
0: This is my big idea?
1: (laughs) Uh no, it it was a it was a complete and utter surprise. I mean, I always thought we'd get like a niche audience of maybe like uh maybe a thousand people or two thousand people and and there'd be the regulars that write in every time, but I did not expect that um the show would have even a quarter of the impact that it it seemed to have had in the audience that it's uh Uh, it's received in the last two years of doing it. So yeah, no, that was never a part of the plan. And I don't think that's a good way to like plan out a podcast too. I mean, it it should be like, (laughs) make the show you want to make, make it as good as you literally possibly can, but don't get into it for like, all right, and then we're going to... Get the northwest, and then we're gonna get the south, and then we're gonna like. I just don't think that it would be a fool's errand. Right. Don't get into podcasting for money. There's no money in podcasting, and when there is, it's super weird and unusual. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it was it was absolutely shocking, and surprising, and really it just speaks to. Um, I guess me underestimating the power of in general the Gilmore Girls fan base that still existed cuz I didn't know we were right. like it was like activating a sleeping sea monster in the Atlantic. <laughs> and then like they come up and they're like give us live shows, give us merchandise, give us longer episodes, <laughs> give us revival episodes. That's kind of what it ended up being like. It it truly was because I think For a lot of people, because it was such a niche show, it was never a huge show. Most people knew about it, and it had a big cultural awareness, Um, but it, it was never like, it wasn't Friends, it wasn't American Idol. So I think for people to have the opportunity to enjoy the show again and relive it through Demi's eyes, and then to enjoy it communally, like at our live shows and stuff, I think that's a big draw for people to listen to the show
0: yeah, your live shows are phenomenal. I just listened to the most recent episode with Jason Mantzoukas uh yesterday. oh, oh yeah, and it was a blast. Yeah. I mean so good.
1: yeah, we really try How to did... make them events like more so than just like, all right, here's three dum dums <laughs> sitting on stools talking on mics. like we really right. try to make them like performances so people feel like they're getting their money's worth.
0: Did you know Jason Mantzoukas before Gilmore Guys, or did you meet through the show?
1: Yeah, I knew him a little bit uh, before. uh, We kind of uh, got in touch through his own podcast. I made some super cuts for How Did This Get Made, the podcast he he does with... uh, Paul Shear and June Diane Raphael. So we knew each other a little bit before then. But then, you know, I guess like with any friendship, it's like when when you have something in common, it's just like it's so easy to hit it off and bond and stuff. So with Gilmore Girls, what better thing to have in common? And I knew knew, uh, back then that he was a Gilmore fan because he would drop these like weirdly deep cut references to Gilmore Girls (laughs) in How Did This Get Made? He'd be like, oh, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, That's blah, 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 who plays uh, Luke Dane's sister on Gilmore Girls, like (laughs) like references that someone who wasn't a big fan of the show would not make or know. So I was like, I think I think he likes Gilmore Girls and I (laughs) think he needs to have a platform upon which he can talk about it. So we were very, very happy to provide him with that.
0: That's great. (laughs) All right. So I want to jump into a couple more uh, questions from from uh, contributors to the show. Um, Our editor Gus Voorhees says uh, Do you have the same middle name as Kermit T. Frog And are you related to him
1: Kermit T. Frog yeah. is, is his middle name Just the
0: See that's what I don't know
1: It'd be funny gotta... if it was like Tyrone or something uh, <laughs> I don't think Theodore. we have the same middle name I don't think so uh, I wish I was related to him I aspire to be like him I have a banjo ukulele Uh, I don't think I can play as good as him, unfortunately. (laughs) All
0: right. Gus has another question. Why did the last time Gus, our editor, visited his longest term ever girlfriend, they watched 10 episodes of Gilmore Girls and then broke up like a month later?
1: Whoa. Oh, why? (laughs) So Gus wants to know. Why, Kevin? Why his relationship ended because of this show? Well, I guess it depends (laughs) on what he was doing while they were watching. Did they watch him 10 in a row? Because that's like, that's a lot of hours, man. That's like, that's like 10 hours.
0: Yeah, I was ready to, to, (laughs) I was ready to like watch two or three episodes of Gilmore Girls to uh, know what I was talking about. And then I went on to Netflix and they are, it's an hour long show, not a half hour, which was news to me.
1: Oh yeah, Uh,
0: dude. (laughs) So I watched about half of the pilot. Um, So you could say I'm an expert.
1: Well, I guess it depends on like what Gus was saying. If he was like, "I hate Jess. You're stupid for liking him." Then I understand why their relationship <laughs> ended. If he wasn't open to whatever team of boyfriend that uh his girlfriend, excuse me, ex-girlfriend was on, then that probably he probably sunk it because <laughs> whatever it is, you either A, got to conform to whatever your girl likes, or B, you got to have a really good reason and rationale for why she's wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you find that the the relationship factions within the fandom of the show, uh, I mean, is that a is that a thing that it like always comes up, like which team you're on, like it does with like uh, Twilight?
1: Oh, constantly, yeah. I mean, that's the, <laughs> that's like one of the biggest questions of the show forever and ever on am and and I mean, I like it. I <laughs> I sound exhausted by it. I'm not. It, it's great because it makes the it gives presence to the conversation because I feel like. Because of this podcast, I'll be getting tweets about why I should be Team Logan or Dean or Jess until the day <laughs> I die. That's just the yeah. that's just the reality of it. Um, yeah, and I like it. I like that there's disagreement. That there's not entirely totally a consensus within the fandom because that means that the show is dense and lovingly made and and uh, and is open for discussion and dissection for years to come.
0: Okay, so I want to talk to you about the the pop culture direction of the show. It's clearly super dense with references. I mean, it's super dense with dialogue, which I, as somebody who wasn't used to, who frankly, I don't watch a lot of TV. So the the entire medium is is a little like off to me because I'm not used to the, the sort of acting tropes on, on sitcoms. And then to jump right into Gilmore Girls, which is just like, you know, bam, 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 with the uh, you know, with the quick lines and the quips and then the pop culture references which I'm too young to get, most of the pop culture references in the show. Is that ever something that you run into?
1: Uh do I run into like not getting certain references? Yeah. Or yeah. are you like one
0: of these savants who knows everything from like nineteen
1: seventy five? Uh you know, despite I... your youth. There is some of that. I will say there is some of that. I do have the taste of like a forty-five-year-old man in some ways, and then some <laughs> ways I, I feel like a fourteen-year-old boy. Uh, so it comes and goes. I definitely got less stuff uh, when I watched it originally when it was on when it was on the WB. I got less stuff, and now if I don't get something, then which is the minority, I think, like I, I'll I'll try right. to look it up immediately because if I talk about, it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that was. Weird, anyway. Then we'll get <laughs> corrections until forever on Twitter. Yeah.
0: Well, at least you're getting tweets about a show you love. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's great. I hope you still love it anyway. There's, I, I found there's no better way to make yourself not love something you love than uh, doing a podcast about it. <laughs> so. Oh,
1: I know, man. I mean, and, and people have asked that, like, oh, like, do you like the show less? And I think the answer in general is, like, I like the show less, but also I like the show more. Like, it's just amplified my already existing feelings about the, about the show. Sure. So the things I like less, I like a lot less. And the things I like more, <laughs> I really, really love in a way that I did not before. So I think it just amplifies it by savoring it.
0: That's awesome. So uh, if, if our listeners haven't, li- haven't ever watched Gilmore Girls, why would you say they should watch it?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, well, I'm saying <laughs> because it's deeply funny, it's at a speed that I don't think any show operates in anymore, which is not to say it's really fast-talking. I actually think the show is incredibly slow, and the way it does stories is incredibly slow. The storytelling on the show, like there will be a whole A-plot about like, Rory lost her bracelet. Where did it go? And it just goes on and on. But then everyone's talking fast, blah, 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 blah And that's just not something you see on TV a lot anymore, if at all. Uh, I like that it's low concept that it's not, uh, their mother and daughter and their best friends. And she's also a vampire. It's not like that. (laughs) It's it's a pretty grounded, emotional, family drama that doesn't need any, uh, bells and whistles to be captivating. So I'd say, I'd also say it's deeply funny. Daniel Palladino, uh who uh, kind of ran the show with her, uh uh his hus- his husband his wife Amy Sherman Paladino he compared it he said uh one time it's less Dawson's Creek and more family guy and i would agree okay. with that like the I see joke, that. the jokes are super weird and it is it does not fit with like the metric of One Tree Hill and the OC like it's truly not like that it's more like a weird play or a novel or a Howard Hawks, uh, comedy from the 1940s and any of those things.
0: That's awesome. Kevin, you make it sound fascinating. If anybody could get me listen, get me to watch, uh, Gilmore girls, it would be you more likely is I'll keep listening to the show and not, uh, and not watching Gilmore girls. Uh, so <laughs> Kevin T Porter from Gilmore guys. Thank you for joining me on the podcast preview this week. Thanks Do You have anything coming me. up that you want to let people know about?
1: Uh Well, if any of your listeners are are in Boston, we have a show in Boston coming up on the 19th, I want to say. Wait, I I should look cool. it up. It, oh Yeah, we're doing a show in Boston at the Wilbur Theater, uh, and we're super, super stoked about that. It is actually, excuse me, June the 18th on a Saturday. It's a Saturday night. If you're on the East Coast, you can come out.
0: There you go. Drive up to Boston for Saturday.
1: Yeah, shipping on out.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for joining me on the show. Uh, And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast preview. So there you have it, my interview with Kevin T. Porter, host of the Gilmore Guys podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast preview. This is one of the most rewarding uh, artistic projects I've ever worked on. Um, I may come back to it again if I have the opportunity to interview someone really interesting or have some thoughts I want to make on a podcast or... um if I find I have a lot more time or a lot more uh, impetus to make a show like this, I might come back to it. So you can keep your ear out, and I'll let you know if there's anything else coming out. Again, if you want to hear more of me talking about podcasts, you can listen to my show Faux Boys here on the Benview Network. It's uh, Faux Boys Pod on Twitter. And I'm always glad to talk about podcasts if you find me on Twitter at Aaron Staley. So once again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast preview, and I'll see you over at Faux Boys. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. I'm Aaron. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. And I'm Rob. And we're the hosts of Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. So, Aaron, what is Doughboys? Doughboys is this podcast hosted by Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, who are two hilarious comedians, where they talk about chain restaurants every single week. So wait, what's Faux Boys then? Faux Boys is a podcast hosted by Aaron, Brendan, Brian, and Rob, four hilarious comedians who talk about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Are we going to go to the same chain restaurants that the Doughboys are going to? I sure hope so, but if we don't, we're still going to record an episode. Do they have chain restaurants in Canada? <laughs> Some of them. So tune in to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants on BenviewNetwork.com. Every two weeks to listen to Faux Boys, the podcast about, the podcast about chain restaurants. Hey, does Feral Audio know we're doing this?